Mice are everywhere, scampering through the thorny growth of hedges and ditches, foraging around the edges of fields and busying themselves on the bugs, slugs and snails in our own back gardens too. In the island of Ireland, mice greatly outnumber people. There are probably as many as 10 million wood mice whiskering their way about at this very moment, as well as another 10 million or more house mice. These two species look the same to most, but have quite different strategies in life. The wood mouse is a native species, or at least the first of their kind are thought to have arrived in Ireland along with the earliest humans here. They spend their lives among the cushions of moss and canopies of anemones that colour the woodland floor in many shades of green, agile as they pad their way gently along the fern-clad branches and boles of trees, climbing and jumping through sheltered thickets of bramble and ivy. It is in among the woods and trees where wood mice prefer to be. The house mouse is a different species, originally at home among the warm grasslands of the Iranian Plateau and Central Asia, then spreading out across the globe alongside humans. A house mouse is just as small and long of whisker as a wood mouse, though house mice are the ones who have adopted an affinity for human company. Their ancestors learnt early on that living alongside us is an efficient means of accessing food and shelter. And so they make themselves at home in our houses, factories, sheds and warehouses, opportunistic omnivores who can eat almost anything. Grains are best for their tiny metabolism, though house mice are big fans of oil and peanut butter, chocolate and biscuits, pasta, bread and whatever else is available. Each little mouse only needs three and a half grams of food each day, but once they find their way into a sack of grain or a hopper of cornmeal, they spoil a lot more than what they consume. This is why to us, these tiny mammals can be such a pest. House mice who live in the countryside, rural populations whose lives are a little closer to nature, have likely never had a taste of chocolate hobnobs. They make do instead with crunchy insects and their little juicy larvae, with squidgy earthworms, slugs and snails, with nutritious though tiny wild peas and the fibre-filled goodness of seeds from wild plants and trees. Mice in turn are eaten by larger mammals, foxes, badgers and stoats, as well as being a staple food for owls, kestrels and sparrowhawks. Being such a popular prey species, mice have incredible hearing, tuning their ears always to potential threats and reading their environment skillfully. Quiet as a mouse is a common refrain, though in reality, mice aren't really quiet at all. It's just that their vocalizations are pitched in frequencies beyond the range of what our ears are capable of detecting. But among each other, Mice are well able to communicate. Individual syllables are joined to make complex vocal patterns, otherwise known as language. They are able to let their buddies know when they've found food or warn them away from danger. They always let others know when they've been injured, perhaps maimed by a cat or caught in a trap, squeaking loudly to warn their kind away from danger. 
Scientists studying the language of mice can decipher when males are singing to woo a mate. Some of the songs are said to be impressively complex. Researchers have also discovered that females are far more communicative than males, especially when in the company of other females. Perhaps the 18th century Scottish poet Robert Burns wasn't too far wrong when pondering the commonalities between us. In his famous poem, To a Mouse, he addresses a little earthborn companion with admirable empathy for the challenges that life entails. At the end of the poem, he confesses feeling envy for the mouse, for their ability to live only in the present, without regrets over past, nor fear of the future. We now know much about mice that Robert Burns would not have been privy to. He and we too have inherited a cultural conundrum, an assumption that we are the only species to mourn the lost opportunities of our past or to worry about a future we cannot yet see. We may yet be surprised to learn of the ways that mice and other mammals harbour fears and hopes for the future or feel love and regret. We may not be well equipped to readily understand, though it's always wise to acknowledge all that we do not know.